Hello. Clark, you doing all right? Oh, doing well. How about you? Well, I'm down here in the in the uh, Jacksonville hotel. I don't have a pen, so I'm going to try to put you on speaker and pull up the bracket on my phone. That's how I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> sounds sounds like a challenge, but I'm sure we'll make it work. Yeah, we'll try it, and we'll see how the how good the audio is. And if it's bad, we'll just do it again, I guess. All, All right. right. So you saw the bracket come out. Uh, I wrote a post on it for Kentucky Sports Radio uh, for the boys' bracket. W- what was your reaction to the bracket? Well, I think uh, obviously the thing, first thing to say to everybody is that uh, Region 11 versus Region 7 in the first round. Um, you know, we just talked yesterday. I think, uh, you know, we, we both had those regions as two of our top three uh, regions in the, in the state. Uh, probably if you look over the past uh, 20, 30, 40 years, probably the two strongest regions, uh, you know, consistently year in and year out. Uh, so a first-round matchup between them is, you know, obviously stands out as a game to watch. You've got uh, the – probably number one team in the state right now, Lexington Catholic in the 11th and a couple other top uh, 15 or 20 teams. And of course the seventh region has the always strong ballot and Ryle, uh, who's hopefully going to be coming back from their, their COVID protocols and for the postseason. So that one definitely stood out the most to me. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, I heard most of it, but I lost you for a little bit. It, you went in and out. Um, but uh, I think I picked up most of it. So, yeah, that uh, that is memories of first round games in the past. Like the eleventh and seventh region played each other just a couple of years ago with Scott County and Trinity. That was an epic game, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was what twenty eighteen, and of course that was mm-hmm. the Trinity team that uh, featured uh, Jay Scrub, who just got uh, went in the NBA draft, and then uh, David Johnson, who stars at Louisville now, and then uh, Justin Powell, who just uh, entered the news. Uh, showing he was going to transfer out of Auburn, who had a really great start to the year. So, you know, that was a, a great Trinity team, and uh, they just happened to fall to, you know, one of the top two teams in the state, Scott County, in 2018. And, you know, something something very similar could happen here. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I was thinking back to Dunbar against uh, Mercer County, where Dunbar went on to win with Hollinsworth and Williams. And then we talked about Bullet East against Trinity, which had a lot of hype, but, that game was kind of a blowout for Trinity, like in 2012, I think. Um, yep, that's right. So, so could this be could this be a game that's talked about for a long time? You think in a first round game that people talk about ten years down the road? Yeah, it definitely has that potential. Um, obviously, the the names are there: um, Lexington Catholic, Ballard, Mail, whichever of those might be. If, if it's a matchup of those, those are uh, probably. Whichever two would be two of the top, maybe five programs uh, over the past couple decades. So uh, there's there will be that hype just from the names, and also you know pretty highly ranked uh, teams and players. Probably a Mr. Basketball this year, and then whether it's Ballard or Mail, either of them has a you know great great sophomore. Uh, so there are there are going to be some some big names both individually and uh, and team wise in that battle. Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. So um, before we go through and tell everybody the bracket, if they haven't seen it, uh, anything else stand out uh, besides that game? Any other first-round games, I guess, that stood out? 
Yeah, the, the other thing that stood out was really more of a, a quarter of the bracket was the, you could almost call it the Eastern Kentucky quarter with, uh, you know, regions 12, 15, 13, and 16 all together. So, uh, you know, basically your f- four of your five, I'll call them uh, Eastern Kentucky teams, uh, you know, 12th is probably more central, but um, still the, based on the numbering scheme, uh, you've got some Eastern Kentucky teams. And, of course, uh, those those are some regions that, you know, traditionally have, have not made deep runs. So uh, you're going to see one of those te- one of those regions or one of those teams make at least the semifinals of the state. So I think that'll be a, the other kind of interesting section to watch. Right. That's what I put in my article, the mountain. There'll be one mountain semifinalist per se. And, and then I would say that, and I put that probably the weakest of those mountain regions the 14th region this year they're not involved there so it's kind of like you take the best of the four mountain regions and put them in an invitational so should be pretty interesting um and then also it could be a rematch between ashland and north laurel in the first round and uh that would sell a lot of tickets wouldn't it yeah i think that's definitely true we talked about uh you know some of the teams that would bring people and of course, Reed Shepard uh, probably is going to bring out more neutral people than anybody else, uh, you know, playing for North Laurel if they make it. And Ashland, as we've talked about, always has a great fan base, great following. And, uh, you know, those are also two you know, pretty entertaining teams to watch, uh, teams that will get up and down the floor, uh, can shoot the ball pretty well. And uh, so that, that definitely has the potential to be uh, probably a, a maybe hot ticket, a, a popular game, with the especially with the uh, – lower attendance uh, cap this year. Right. Yeah, that's that's going to be the the one of the first round games that stood out to me as far as attendance um and demand for tickets if it's those teams but even if not it would still be a pretty good pretty good matchup of whoever makes it. Um so I so I guess let's just go go through the bracket. You can read it out there with the start of it and um of course the times don't always correlate with the place in the bracket but we'll actually look at the bracket from top to bottom quadrant by quadrant and just kind of give some reactions so so what's yeah. the uh what's the first uh the first quadrant there so we start off with uh you mentioned region 14 uh they play region five and that is the, the first game of the tournament on that uh wednesday at, at 11 a.m uh, so okay. Region 14, uh, you know, we've we've talked a little bit about them this year. Uh, Wolf County is kind of the team we thought coming into the year might be a uh, favorite there, but uh, they've they've kind of dropped off a little bit. It seems like, to me, probably Hazard's playing the best in that region right yeah. now. Um, but as you mentioned, you know, that probably is the weakest of, of kind of Eastern Kentucky region. It really might, might be the weakest region in the state this year. Uh, and historically, that kind of follows the trend. Um, you know, they haven't haven't made a Sweet 16 semifinal, I think, since uh, since I've been alive. Uh, maybe wow. 1986, I think Hazard made a run to the semis is, is the last time they've made it that far. So uh, kind of a tough draw for them. Not not a maybe the worst they could get, but uh, Region 5, uh, you know, we both are, are pretty high on E-Town. Um, I think it's the favorite there if, if they can get by John Harden out of that district. Uh, right. Who who are you uh, Who are you looking at in in that matchup? Um. Well, probably E Town and Hazard are the teams that have stood out the most. I mean, yeah. an under the radar team in the 14th has been Breathitt County. They've got some young talent there and some athletic talent. Um, 
Wolf County probably be the most interesting story. But, you know, I, I would say if, if somebody has – if you can't go to all the first-round games and you're looking – this was one of the ones I, I would pick. I would skip it if I had to pick a few to skip because, say, it's E-Town in the 14th. Well, if E-Town doesn't roll in the 14th, you know, if it's if it's a close game, then what in the world – why is it a close game, you know? And if things go as expected, it's going to be kind of an, an E-Town or a John Harden pretty easy victory. So I would just see the fifth region going winning pretty easily. And I would have one of – if I skipped it for work or something, that would be the ones that I would skip. Would you agree or would that be one that intrigues you? No, I mean, I, I would never advocate skipping any games, you know, you know right. I am there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is probably – uh, of all the games, it probably is the one that I'm the least excited about, uh, other than the fact that it's the first one. It'll be the first Sweet 16 game right. I've watched in two years. So it'll, it'll, I'll still be plenty excited for it. But yeah, I agree. The, the matchup is not one that, uh, that jumps out on paper. Yeah. And then looking at the quadrant, I, I said on that article, I said, which of the top regions, which of the top teams got the best draw of anyone? And I said, of all the top teams, I think the fifth region got the best draw. So, um, so who who do they play next? Who would they play if they win? So that that the winner of that will play the region uh, ten versus region eight winner. Uh, that game, and I don't like how they don't keep the times kind of in sequential order, but that'll be right. the nightcap on Wednesday. It'll be the eight p.m. game. Um, okay. You know, region region eight, I guess, has the highest ranked team currently out of those two with with Oldham County, uh, who's who's kind of hanging in around the the top fifteen range uh, in the ratings. And then uh, some other teams there, maybe Spencer County is, is a bit of an under-the-radar team, but uh, a pretty good team. Simon Kenton uh, with Kelly Neese or, or a couple other eighth region teams. And then, you know, North and South Oldham uh, haven't had great years this year, but are always teams that are kind of in the hunt. Tenth uh, region, uh, kind of an interesting matchup because, you know, we talked about Clark County. Uh, before Jerome Morton got injured, uh, I think we had as, as you know a top ten team in the state. Yes. Uh, w- once he got injured, they kind of dropped off a little bit, but he is back and uh, probably getting pretty close into the full swing again. Uh, so you know they're they're definitely a team with with some potential. But Mason County uh, is probably the team that uh, maybe has, has kind of surprised me the most in the tenth region this year um, coming up, and and I think. Uh, have they moved to number one in the in that tenth region poll you uh, you work on, or, or were they still second to Clark County? In the one uh, in my own one, I put ranked at number one. I have not seen when it came out. I haven't looked yet. I don't know if it's come out to see if they moved them up to one in the media poll or not. So maybe you could okay, check yeah, on I mean, that at some point. Yeah, I might see if I can find that. But they, uh, you know, they've been just playing really well of late. Uh, I still would probably lean toward Clark County as the favorite. Uh, you know, I think I think Jerome Morton, like I said, is back and, and hopefully will be closer to full strength for them. Uh, so so I think uh, you know probably the the best case matchup if you're just looking for the top teams is is a GRC versus Oldham County uh, Oldham County first round match. But uh, you know we mentioned a few other teams that could come out of there. I don't think by any means either of those is, is a lock. Um, you know, kind of. What are, what are your thoughts on on those teams? Well, I think if Clark County uh, makes it out, they're one of the highest scoring teams in the state. Um, so if if someone's looking for excitement, then it would be 
for a neutral fan. You know, Clark County's there they were second to North Laurel last I looked, but you know, Oldham County is a good team, but they uh, they didn't play a lot due to start, a late start, and they also are usually not a team that scores a lot of points, even though they're good. So, not the most exciting basketball. So maybe if someone is looking for a uh, exciting matchup, maybe it'd be Clark County, um, or um, or who knows, Montgomery County is pretty exciting as well. Um, Mason County would be fun to watch. They've got some talented players. So any of those against maybe another eighth region team, perhaps maybe there's one like a Simon Kitten who has a really good player, or 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 someone else. If you're just looking for an exciting standpoint, so so maybe I would just pick someone besides Olin just to spice it up a little bit. But I'm not sure who yet. Yeah, Simon Kenton, as you mentioned, they've they've scored in the 80s several times this year. Uh, you know, broke 90 early in the year, uh, scoring tapered off a little bit. Two of their last three games, they were below 70, but still uh, an 87 and 83 over their last four games. Uh, you know, they had that big win over Ashland uh, about two weeks ago, so. Uh, haven't been super consistent this year, but but definitely have kind of maybe that uh, pretty high ceiling if they play well. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a pretty intriguing game. Um, probably, you know, there won't be a state title favorite, or, or you know, maybe even hard to argue a state title contender in that one. But uh, that's one that kind of anything anything could happen. So should should set up to be, I think, a pretty good first round game. Okay, let's move on to the next quadrant, and then it's going to be the seventh versus the eleventh, right? Yeah. So, so like you said, Region Eleven versus Region Seven, they play in the five o'clock game on on Wednesday. And of course, we talked a little okay. bit about that already. Um, you know, I guess Lexington Catholic is is the favorite in the eleventh region, and uh, you know, one of the state title favorites behind Mr. Basketball. I'd say probable Mr. Basketball Ben Johnson. Um, and then, of course, a team that, that is really a little bit under the radar there is, is Frederick Douglass. Right. Frederick Douglass is a team that, you know, I was really high on last year, uh, enjoyed watching them toward the end of the year. And, you know, they just they haven't really played a lot of people. They haven't played a tough schedule. They've had two COVID shutdowns this year. Um, you know, they lost their, their third game of the year to a Dunbar team that, uh, you know, we've, we've seen is, is very good. But other than that, they're 15-1. They're and one. Um I think I've seen, you know, some people had them as high as, as a top five team in the state. Uh, it's hard for me to rank them there just based on their results. But, um, but I mean, that's a that's a really good team with, you know, uh, probably one of the most underrated players in the state in uh, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, right. Who's just, just a, a tremendous athlete, uh, you know, can get to the basket, can, you know, can shoot it from deep. He's hitting 43% from three. Uh, getting seven and a half rebounds a game, so that's you know if Lexington Catholic doesn't make it out, we all we already know that Dunbar can challenge them. But uh, but keep an eye out for Frederick Douglass. There's is one thing I would say about that uh, potential matchup. Well, that's one reason why I picked the eleventh as my team that could produce a champion because you got teams like Frederick Douglass and uh, and several other good ones. If Lexington Catholic didn't make it, and then I um, also had. Um, uh, he scored like 49 points, I think, to beat Henry Clay last year. They upset Henry Clay. Um, I think oh, that yeah. was the it first was round of the district. Just an incredible performance. Yeah, he was amazing and uh, had uh, just, you know, I think I watched them in the district championship last year, and, and they played a really, uh, you know, really great game there as well. Uh, so they're, you know, I, I really liked uh, liked what I saw from them. 
Um, and again, as I said, I haven't I haven't got to really watch them any this year, but based on him and based on what else they returned, uh, that's that's a quality team. Yeah, and I feel bad for some of these teams. Think about a team like Frederick Douglass or maybe a team like uh, St. X or Trinity. What they ha- who they have to beat to make it to the second round of the Sweet 16. You know, they'd probably have to go through like a Mail, a Ballard, a Lexington Catholic, or or something like that in a row. You know, um, so it it seems I feel kind of bad for teams like that when you know you've got other teams who go through not very good competition and then they're in the 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 elite eight you know so that was just right yeah when i saw it come uh, out whoever gets to that whoever gets that quarterfinal will have definitely earned it there's no doubt about that yeah yeah so um so and then i put in my article i said well whoever wins that they got to maybe even deal with bowling green so um, yeah so that next 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 matchup Yeah, absolutely. So that'll be Region 4, as you mentioned, Bowling Green. I think a very heavy favorite in that one. Uh, Region 4 plays Region 2 at at 2 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, Region 2, I have no idea who's coming out of that. Um, We've we've talked a lot about Lyon County this year, and and they are 12-0 in the region. Uh, I think they definitely are the favorite, uh, but I don't know how confident I would be saying that that I think they're going to win that region. Um, Hopkinsville right. seems to be playing pretty well lately. Uh, you know, University Heights uh, doesn't have a great record, but but uh, they've proven they can they can play with you know a lot of the better teams out in, in the western part of the state. Uh, Webster County is another kind of under the radar team, but uh, someone who you know I wouldn't be surprised if they make a bit of a run. So, uh, like I said, Lyon County probably the the slight favorite, probably the team that uh, would would provide the most interest to the state just with uh you know travis perry being, being the same challenge the all-time career scoring record in, in kentucky by the time he he graduates so uh i'd say that's probably the team that that if i could choose i'd be the most interested in watching is that would would you lean that direction too yeah i'd like to watch didn't play Lyon County. I've been intrigued by them, but you know, I've heard someone said on Twitter that uh, I, I mean, I thought about ranking them again. They're like Lyon County should be ranked in the top twenty or something. And I, but I looked and I said, I'm thinking you got no top twenty-five wins. You got three losses outside the top twenty-five. I don't even think you played someone in the top twenty-five. So you know, it, it's just it's not like they don't have any sort of resume like a Bowling Green would have. And then, um, you know, there's there's some other teams like you take Muhlenberg County. They have, I don't think they played anyone in the top 25 there in the third region, but they only have one loss, you know, and I think they were missing a player in that loss, a guard in that loss. So, you know, I can rank a team like that. Um, but I don't know, the second region, I mean, U Heights has some good players, some experienced players. Um, Webster County has a really uh, good uh, inside player. I've watched him. If they, if they can get him the ball, they're, they're pretty tough, but – Maybe they just don't have that traditional, that that great, you know, team that comes out of that Hopkinsville district usually, or Madisonville North Hopkins lately. So, I don't know the the whole western part of the state, except for Bowling Green and even Bowling Green. Uh, in the last few weeks, they've lost a couple games, uh, you know, after starting out undefeated. So, is there something going on with just the first four regions of the state, or it's just not that in, intriguing to me? Is it for you? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that typically, uh, you know, out west, they they don't typically provide those strong teams outside of, like you said, the uh, the occasional Hopkinsville team or the occasional Owensboro team. Um, now, of course, Bowling Green or Warren Central seem like they're pretty good every year. It depends on who you talk to, whether or not they're they're Western Kentucky. Um, right. But uh, you know, I did. I was disappointed last year we didn't get to see Madisonville and North Hopkins. Uh, was one of those kind of elite. Uh, you know, not just an elite Western Kentucky team, but elite statewide from out west. We'd like to have seen what they could have done, and really McCracken County last year with, right. with Jackson Civils. So right. I, I think the the western part of the state is definitely down a little bit this year, but but those aren't regions that are you know typically expected to to make deep runs outside of like we said the occasional Hopkinsville team or Owensboro team. Yeah, and then I'll save my first region. Um, and analysis for when we get there but but yeah i think this one you know i mean again if you got to miss one i mean the fourth versus second now i would like to see it if lyon county makes it but if it's somebody else um and especially if it's not bowling green like then i i just i don't see them beating the 11th or the seventh region it better be bowling green if they're gonna if they're gonna win that next game yeah i mean i, I think bowling green is is probably as big a favorite to make the quarterfinal, uh, you know, as we talked about, E-Town is earlier. Um, of course, E-Town has John Harden in their own di- in their own district and region. I mean, Bowling Green, probably the, the toughest team they might have to beat is, is Clinton County, who, you know, is a good team. They made a run to the yeah. finals of the All-A Classic, but, you know, not a team that I think anyone uh, would, would consider a, a huge obstacle if that's the toughest team you have to play to, uh, to reach the Elite Eight. Uh, so Bowling Green should be, you know, in, in a pretty good spot there. And then things things would pick up a little bit, as we talked about with with that Region Seven versus Eleven. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the bottom part of the bracket then. So who's who's matched up there? Is this the Mountain one? Yeah. This is so. This is the Eastern Kentucky one. So we talked about uh, Region Twelve uh, versus Region Fifteen, and that's the 5 p.m. Uh, Thursday matchup. Uh, region 12, we've talked about all year, is maybe the most balanced region in the state. Yes. Um, I could give you, I could give you probably four picks, and you'd have a 50-50 chance that one of those wins the, you know, that you, that you got one of the the title contenders because there's probably seven teams that could make a run there, maybe maybe even more. Um, you know, Boyle County, I would say, is probably a slight favorite. Uh, they've had a, a pretty good year this year. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they've got uh, they, they've got the best region record as far as uh, among those teams. But but it's crazy with with Boyle County, Pulaski County, Lincoln County, East Jessamine, Somerset, West Jessamine. You know, all all six of those teams have either two or three losses in the region. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's the best. And then you've also got like a team like Rockcastle has has three losses and has a win over one of them. Um, so, you know, no team is, has proven to clearly be the top team in that in that region. Uh, Pulaski County is the only team that's even undefeated in their own district. Um, so, you know, I think you know, even regardless of any potential upsets, you're going to get a solid team there. But, but you know, none of those teams are have proven themselves as really top twenty type teams. So, uh, so you probably get a, a good team, but not really a, a contender. Um, and then the 15th, I think uh, Johnson Central seems like a pretty clear favorite to come out of the 15th. Um, outside of them, if it weren't for them, that 
region would be very similar with with a lot of pretty even teams. But um, you know that's that's an open uh, open quadrant that uh, that you could have have several teams make a run to to get in the first round win out of that group. Uh, who, what teams stand out the most to you there? I think it'd be an intriguing game either way. Like you said, I think the twelfth region would be one of the funnest regions to watch, even though there's no elite teams. Um, before I make my picks officially, I'd have to look at the twelfth. I would just pick whoever's playing the hottest. I would just I would look at some of those teams. I know like Pulaski County got got drilled by George Rogers Clark early in the year, but I would probably look and see who is you know won five or six in a row who hadn't had a COVID cancellation and I just picked them in the twelfth so I'd have to do some research there. Um, Lincoln County was pretty intriguing. We watched them play a couple times. They've got the shooters and some pieces. Mm-hmm. They could pull some upsets. And then some of those Jessamine County teams didn't like East Jessamine. Didn't they beat Montgomery County? Maybe I'll pick one of the Jessamine County teams. Yeah, East Jessamine. You know, we talked about those tenth region teams. They not only beat Montgomery, they also beat uh, GRC. Now that was with, with Morton out, but uh, yeah. You know they they have won four straight, uh, and I think uh, if you're looking for a hot team, four straight's about as, as good as you can yeah. get out of any of those twelfth region teams. I think they've all all suffered a loss in the last last couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, I mean that one, like you mentioned, that that's probably the most intriguing region just in terms of of every game is is probably a toss up, and uh, so it, it'll make for sorry I lost you for just a moment there. Oh yeah, I was just I was just saying I think that twelfth region I agree is is very intriguing. Yeah, and then in the fifteenth region, uh I'm gonna go with Johnson Central maybe to win that region and also uh win the first game of the next region. Uh you know, I spent some time with Johnson Central with their football team. Some of those guys play basketball too, I I think, and just that whole community there. The excitement, the uh deflation of not making the finals in football. I think they're going to come through and they're they're going to make a nice run in basketball. So I think they've got the experience. They've 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 been in the Sweet 16 or, or made deep runs recently. Of course, no one was in it last year. But um, so I'm just going to go with them. Um, but you know, 15th is pretty good region as well with Pikeville. And then Paintsville has a really good player. Pikeville's dealing dealing with an injury. So uh, Betsy Lane is also actually. They're probably having one of the best years in school history. They've had some good wins and close losses this this year, so they can make a run to the the region finals or something. And then you've got um, Shelby Valley. Excuse me, Shelby Valley um, has a really good player in Keaton Warax. So um, I think both regions would be very intriguing. Um, but uh, I'm not going to make an official pick. But I'd probably lean towards Johnson Central right now. Yeah, you mentioned Johnson Central. They are a very veteran team. They they start uh, at least three, maybe four seniors, uh, guys who were on their region title team from from two years ago. Uh, of course, that team did not fare very well in the state tournament. Uh, right. They lost by what forty forty plus points to Trinity in the first round. Of course, the eventual champion Trinity. Uh, I'm sure they'd like a chance to to leave Rep Arena with a little bit better taste in their mouth than that. So. Uh, yeah, I think they're, as we mentioned, the favorite, uh, probably the favorite to come out of that first game. But I, there, you could probably give me ten teams that have a chance to, to win a game in the Sweet 16 out of that, that start of the bracket. Okay, well, let's move on to the next one then. So who's in the next one? 
So the next one is is that marquee matchup we talked about, mm-hmm. potential uh, Region 13 versus Region 16. That'll be the nightcap on on Thursday at 8 p.m. Um, you know, as we talked about, probably North Laurel and Ashland are, are the favorites there, and, and a lot's been said about them. But uh, maybe mention, I might just mention a couple of uh, some teams under the radar a little bit. Uh, and the 16th, uh, Rowan County, we've, we've talked a little bit about, but yeah. uh, they've got a good team, uh, you know, a really good player in, in Mason Moore, but uh, they're they're definitely more than him. Um, good results this year. You know, they actually just, uh, I think they beat Johnson Central uh, a couple weeks ago pretty pretty bad. Um, you know, they played Ashland earlier in the year, and, and I think it was a two-point loss in overtime. So, uh, you know, they've proven they can play with with the top team in that region. Um, so, so they're a team that I would not at all be surprised if, if they make a run at Ashland in that sixth team. And then the 13th is, uh, maybe now a little bit more open than people might've thought a couple, a week ago, but, uh, we've talked about South Laurel, um, pretty good team, Knox Central, uh, dealing with COVID at the start of the year, but, uh, Javante Turner's, a just very, very good player. Another kind of under the radar guy out of the, out of the 13th. So, uh, while that I think North Laurel Ashland matchup is probably the most likely and would get the most attention, uh, I think there's there's several teams who uh, could could upset that cart. Well, I think like the twelfth region, the thirteenth. I mean, if North Laurel comes back to the pack a little bit, would be one of the other most intriguing balanced regions with good teams like Clay County, mm-hmm. Harlan County, Harlan. A lot of young talent out there. Um, Knox Central. South Laurel, so any of those. I mean, if it might be tough for Harlan to make the Sweet 16, but some of some of those other ones, if they make it, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, and then in the 16th region, you know, Boyd County. I watched them against Montgomery County. I watched that game online. Some of them, those guys could light it up. They got this one guy Delorier or Delorean or something, and he was hitting every three, and they were just coming back every time it looked like Montgomery County had it, they would answer. So. Um, uh, you know, I think a team like Ashland would probably be the favorite to come all the way out of that, especially after seeing with my own two eyes what they did to North Laurel. Um, but a team like Ashland that relies on the three-point shot the way they do, it's not – you're, you're going to have an off-shooting night and have to come up with other ways to win. So I don't know if they can do that. I don't know if they can beat a good team when they have an off-shooting night. Um, so that's going to be their kind of biggest concern. Um, so yeah, I'd say the 13th is, is pretty open. The 16th could be, I'd probably pick Ashland in that. Maybe I'd pick Ashland to win the whole thing, whole thing out of that quadrant, but I don't know. I'm not ready to make a pick yet. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, regardless, that'll be another pretty exciting first round matchup. But, uh, even if it's not the, maybe that marquee matchup, I think it'll still be one that'll be highly entertaining with, with any of the teams that might be coming out of there. Yeah, that should be a good one. Okay, so let's go down to the bottom match, the the bottom games. Yep. So the last two, and uh, this is kind of flipped in the way that the uh, schedule will be. But the two o'clock game on Thursday will be Region Six versus Region One. Um, and so of course Region Six is is the other Louisville region. Uh, Fern Creek and DeSales are probably the top two teams there. But uh, you know, a lot of those teams are are maybe just starting to hit their groove with uh, skipping the first month of the year with with the right. public schools being shut down. But you've got teams like PRP, 
you know, Butler, Dolph, uh, you know, we talked about the sales of Dolph and Butler all in one district. So, you know, somebody's not even going to make it out of that group. Um, but Fern Creek, uh, team that, you know, kind of going into the season, I think I thought, and probably a lot of people thought was, was going to be arguably one of the top teams in the state. And, you know, they, they don't quite have the results yet to back that up, but they're, uh, there's certainly a team that I would I would expect has a great chance to make a run. Uh, and then the first region, uh, first region is is probably a little more open than we maybe thought. Uh, McCracken I would say is still the favorite there, uh, but I'm not sure that they're as far ahead as uh, maybe as I would have expected. Uh, a lot of teams, Paducah, Tillman, uh, Marshall County, maybe. Uh, maybe Murray or, or even a Graves County could uh, could challenge them this year. Um, you know, I think McCracken last year had a great chance to make the semifinals of the state tournament with their draw and, and the team they have. But I uh, just I don't know that the first region's in, in a position to make a deep run this year. Yeah, I do like the sixth region. They've got a, a solid region there, and I'd probably pick just for just to not always pick the highest-ranked team. I might pick Fern Creek in this one because, like we talked about last time, DeSales, I believe, is in a tough district. And um, Fern Creek has the experience. They've, they're they kind of getting healthy now. And, you know, they've got the coaching, just the coaching experience to be in the Sweet 16. So so maybe people would put them as co-favorites with DeSales. And you've got other teams like Butler and I think Doss and several other PRPs, good. But, yeah, I don't know what's really happened to the first region. I mean, I think in the AP they had Marshall County number eight to start out. So outside of Fern Creek, has there been any team that was ranked in the top ten but has really fallen that far? Or is, would it just be Marshall County? Have they fallen further than anyone else? Yeah, I definitely think they have. And, of course, a lot of that was just, I think, the hype of Zion Harmon. And, um, you know, they, they struggled a little bit early even when he was playing. Then he was out for uh, you know, for a month plus with an injury, so uh, that that hurt them some. Uh, but even without him, they played they played McCracken County down to the wire, and so uh, you know they could could make a run here. But you know, the first region just traditionally is not uh, not a region that typically makes deep runs in in the postseason. So I don't see that changing this time. Um, but uh, I guess that's why they play the games. Yeah, they came in with three teams, I think, ranked in my top 25 preseason. Now they have zero, so I would say that they've kind of disappointed in regards to expectations. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick the uh, the sixth region uh, there, and I'll just go with Fern Creek. Um, yeah, then, then I think uh, I'm first, with you. I was going to say, whoever comes out of the sixth, I think will definitely be the favorite in that matchup. Yeah, and then the first region, uh, I may just pick uh, randomly. I'll just pick uh, Paducah-Tillman, maybe. And then also Graves had some transfers early on in the year, some guys that got eligible. So maybe if maybe some upsets like either Tillman or Graves sneaking in there would be intriguing. Right, and we can move then, on. Uh, to... Yeah, the, the last matchup, which will actually be the first uh, game on Thursday, but the bottom of the bracket is uh, the third region against the ninth region. Um, okay. I think we've we've made a pretty big deal about the ninth region this year. Uh, two of our top three ranked teams right now are uh, Covington Catholic and uh, three and St. Henry at two, and then Highlands is a top ten team. And 
Beachwood's a top 20 team, and, and there's been a couple other teams uh, with like Dixie Heights and mm-hmm. uh, Connor and Holy Cross who, who've all been kind of considered as, as top 25 or near top 25 teams this year. So, uh, you know, the ninth, I think, not only at the top, but also with the depth is uh, is one of the, the top regions in the state, if not uh, number one. Um, and then on the third region, uh, coming into the year, you know, I thought it was going to be Owensboro or Owensboro Catholic and kind of a toss up and Muhlenberg County, as you mentioned earlier, has, has made a run, and, uh, has a really, really strong record, really good, uh, good results this year. Uh, so they, I think have kind of firmly established themselves as, as the favorite in the third. Um, I want to say they had a, a really big win, uh, maybe it's been a week or two ago, uh, they beat Owensboro Catholic, uh, and then a couple a week before that they beat Owensboro to kind of set themselves up above those two as the favorite. Uh, you know, a 14 and one record this year. Uh, you know, you only lose one game, you're clearly doing something right. So, uh, I think um, Muhlenberg County is the, the favorite there, but uh, it's going to be a tough tough battle for whoever comes out of that third region. Yeah, I'm going to pick Muhlenberg County. I've been listening to the uh, ESPN Owensboro Live at five show radio show and their podcasts and they provide good in-depth coverage on that region um nash divine is a very good player for them he's a i believe he's their point guard he's a very steady player um and in owensboro you know when gavin wimsett decided not to play uh basketball that kind of hurt owensboro um they do have one really good player i think it's like amari wales or robinson wales something mm-hmm. and uh He's very good, um, but they just haven't played a lot of games this year. Um, and then I heard that Owensboro Catholic's two best players were hurt uh, within just one minute of each other, uh, I think last night or two nights ago. So, And I heard it's probably not looking good for them. At least one of them will be out. So uh, I think it's going to be Muhlenberg County as the favorite considering, uh, considering that, you know, that information. Yep. Yeah, I think I think they've uh you know, even without that having the head to head wins would, would put them at least as, as right in that ballpark. So uh, you know, that's they're probably one of the bigger surprise stories this year so far. So that's that's been kinda interesting to see them them rising up in the rankings. Yes, we got them second in uh in the whole one through four regions. We've got them ranked second, I think, and and then you've got um from the ninth region, you know, you've got Covington Catholic and all those other teams you mentioned, the favorite would probably be my favorite would be Covington Catholic. And so, like, uh, Covington Catholic to sell, Covington Catholic, Fern Creek. Wasn't it going to be, like, Covcath, Fern Creek last year, maybe? I think it might have been. Yeah, so that's, that's one thing that stood out to me is, is the bottom quarter last year, I think, was almost a guarantee. I mean, obviously, they would have had to play the games, uh-huh. but almost a, a guarantee that it would have been Covington Catholic versus Fern Creek, and, and the winner of that would have, would have played probably whoever won the the male Collins first round game and and would have had a great chance to win the state championship. I think either of those teams were capable and and so uh, maybe a little bit of uh, of poetic justice or something here that uh, especially if those two ended up playing in the quarterfinals, Fern Creek and, and Covington Catholic to uh, not exactly settle what they would have seen last year, but but at least have uh, maybe a, a round two of what that could have been. Yeah, it's tough for Fern Creek because one of their top players transferred out and then Cuff Cath I think had some guys come into the team so um not as not as fair of a fight I guess as it would have been last year but um uh and then I guess the last thing I was going to mention before I get off and end it and 
get ready for my day of golf tomorrow, watching golf, is um, uh, do you think that the sixth region and the ninth region got a good draw? Do you think for them they would take they take the draw they've got, or do you think it's kind of just a, a neutral draw that those teams got? Uh, I think they both would be happy with that draw. I think yeah. knowing uh, that you know either of those regions only happen to to win one game at most against a, a top eight team to make the finals. Um, you know, after getting out of the region, now you might have to win two or three in the region, but. Um, but I think they would both be very happy with that draw. They've got, I think, uh, pretty easy first round games as far as games that they should be, should be a solid favorite. Uh, and then really, even if they make the semifinals, um, whoever they face there, whether it's Ashland or North Laurel or, or someone ranked a little lower still, they would, they would probably be the favorite or at least a toss up in. So, uh, I, I think, I think they would be absolutely uh, thrilled with their draw. Um, you know, I think uh, regions 12, 15, 13, and 16 all together, I think all four of those would probably be pretty happy uh, with right. their draws. And at the top, I think 14, 10, and 8 are probably also also pretty good. But uh, 11, 7, and 4 are probably the ones most upset about uh, about their draws as far as teams that, that might have had a chance to make a run to the title. Right. Yeah, there was... Not many teams got a bad draw, so yeah, it was kind of interesting. Um, well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll pick the games in depth, of course. Uh, later on, we might even make our region region picks uh, when those brackets come out. So, um, so that's a good analysis, I think, of it. I think we talked on all my talking points. Uh, did you have anything else that stood out, or is that it? No, I think I think we covered it, and uh, yeah, once the kind of region brackets hit, uh, I'll be making my picks for every game there, and uh, you know, seeing if I can uh, do better than I have in the past. I always enjoy that competition, and uh, then I also like to track kind of who who I think is the most likely team to make the semifinals out of each group. So uh, we can we can follow up on some of that over the next couple of weeks. Okay, thank you. Have a good one. Yeah, sounds good. Have have fun in the sun. All right, I will. I need to buy some sunscreen, so we'll see. Sounds good. All right, take care. Bye. All right, bye.